0: My name's Tony Barnes. I'm a father, husband, realtor with Keller Williams Pinehurst, professional musician, ambassador for Military Foundation, Camp Resilient North Carolina, and corporate leader for Patriot Foundation. I've always been fascinated by people. Everyone I meet, I try to hear as much of their story in whatever brief moment in time we share. Even the most average-seeming human could have a captivating story. This show is about unlocking the stories of the people that I've been fortunate enough to meet and those whose names have positively influenced the communities they serve that maybe i haven't met yet but can't wait to this show is simply called more or less with tony barnes more is in moore county the beautiful southern north carolina community that many of us call home and because some of these stories need to be shared much more less as in less serious light-hearted conversations with one-of-a-kind humans about how they do more well cool i think um Well, he's like that. So this is one of the few guests that does not have facial hair.
1: (laughs) Another one, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) We've
0: we've had a running thing about this facial hair thing. It seems like a lot of our guests are prior military or just civilians that love a good beard or mustache. Yeah,
1: I've been uh, been bearded for quite some time myself, ever since high school.
0: Yeah, he just shaved yesterday, actually. (laughs) (laughs) I've been keeping it short. I will say. Yeah. You know? Let's hope I don't grow a beard. That would yeah. be better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um But yeah, so actually, we'll just make this kind of organically as as possible. I mean, we had a, our guest today is uh, Amy Von Zup. Uh, I said that correct, right? Uh, okay, I want to make sure I did that. I, I should know this, but I do know this by now. But always questioning myself when my shelf when we're on uh, on the show. So I want to make sure I'm not just blatantly messing your name up. Um, don't
1: want to put it on
0: your shelf on my shelf i don't want to put it on my shelf yes Yes, definitely um Uh,
1: i was telling i don't i told tony but um last week he told me uh, a while ago but last week we were talking after you left for the from the recording here and erica who works here at the pilot with me was um talking in the agency area and i was like oh there's another von's upcoming and and i thought it had two P's, and i don't know why but I just I can't remember what name I said but it was not Amy and so Erica was like oh my gosh well I have to meet this person another von <laughs> up. who is she and where is she from and all this stuff and then oh my I, I referenced the text that Tony sent me and I was like oh her name's Amy and she was like oh well that's my aunt
2: oh <laughs> <laughs> just my aunt yeah, that,
1: make, that makes more sense <laughs> so she watches the kid and then you know she's a, a new mother and so I guess you go over and see
2: Oh yes, oh, that's love awesome. those babies. Very she cool. she walked in for um, Christmas, and um, Carson was really new, and uh, I just I said, "Give me that baby,"
3: <laughs> 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 and
2: I stopped cooking. <laughs> nice. I
3: like,
1: yeah, she just came <clears throat> back a couple weeks ago back into the office, and mm-hmm. so we're we're happy to have her back, and you guys just caught up a little bit, and so yeah. not that you probably you probably see her all the time.
2: Yes, yeah. I saw her. Sunday, we yeah. went to dinner, so...
1: Nice
0: well so Amy this is a good segue you're so you're kind of like a Jill of all trades if you will um, you, she has helped me tremendously in my real estate uh, this, especially this past year and um, do you babysit as well because I mean I, I could probably use that to...
3: yeah I think we'd all like to know that you love children right I do yes right. I do
0: Been looking for a good babysitter here no just kidding um, but anyway uh, Amy but not uh, kidding but not kidding seriously looking but not for a seriously. good babysitter I mean, but <laughs> yeah uh, but Amy has uh, she works with Keller Williams Pinehurst she's a, a licensed agent and also uh i guess a transaction coordinator for hire kind of thing mm-hmm, right yeah. um mm-hmm. so uh you know i've I met her this well, actually first just really met you in person uh at the keller williams Awards show uh awards party banquet at the pinecrest inn what was that two weeks ago Something and like that.
1: Mm-hmm. i must say i forgot to mention it last week congratulations tony
0: you oh, got you. A, yes.
1: uh, an award that night was yeah. it just the one
0: uh well i got i got i'm fortunate enough i got the gold production award and then oh. i also also i'm really proud of this one more i got the care bear award. that's
1: the one i'm yeah. talking about because mm-hmm. i think it, it's so fitting i saw that and i was like oh
0: yeah of course he did <laughs> yeah yeah so you know I, and, and i've some people have already adopted that nickname for me and i oh, and, you know i'm okay with it i'll live with it that's fine the worst things i could be called what, yeah. definitely <laughs> so, what's your symbol it's uh well oh that's right I forgot they, they, have, some, they have those little yeah they're like hearts I mean, of light right right mm-hmm. <laughs> the, the
1: the Care Bears, TM or whatever you yeah know? <laughs> yeah
0: you know that's a, I haven't thought about that I need that's, I need a Care Bear superpower or something, yeah you, you know? do I yeah know. <laughs> uh, but yeah you know maybe a it's question. a microphone but I did get a homemade uh, spray painted silver. Trophy. Thanks to Keller Williams for doing that. That was very thoughtful of them. And, uh, but no, I I mean, it means a lot really to me. It's, I mean, they made the award up, but it's, uh, it's basically the the agent that brings a smile to the office and, uh, you know, helps the community. And
1: so you really are it because they made it for you. Probably.
0: Mm -hmm. I I, I don't know. Maybe not. Did they do one last year? I I don't know. I wasn't there
3: last year. (laughs) Hey,
0: I'll take it. You know, I'm all about the gold production and all that. But, you know, my, my personality, my, um, my morals you know that means more to me than any amount of money so uh very thankful to keller williams for that and thank you frank for mentioning that i sure do appreciate it yeah well, and if you start calling me care bear online you know on the radio i guess that's cool whatever
3: I mean, <laughs> well, well we'll see
1: we'll it. see <laughs> if i if if your symbol lines with what we got going on here which how could it not yeah yeah no, that's right i'm just kidding you know, well, care, i'm just it. kidding care bear yeah Oh, well, here it goes <laughs> <laughs> Sorry.
0: um but anyway uh yeah no thank you very much frank um but amy works with uh, Keller Williams Pinehurst. She also. Um, so you haven't been here. How long have you been in Moore County?
2: Um, it'll be five years in July, so okay. four
0: and a half years. Okay. So tell us, if you don't mind, start from your birth. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> 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 well, I was born in this hospital, and <laughs> no. But if you would give us a little history on your, yourself and your life, previous lives, careers, lives, lives, life's, I, I'm all at the lives. I'm at a newspaper and saying life's
1: It's okay. They get the. Managing editor always has to um, really peruse anything that I give her because I am, you know, I speak, I guess, I guess I'm just not a writer. I guess that's, I went to school for art. So, you know, <laughs> to, to I, and uh, I'm the, the Frank, right? It's the. It's the thank yeah. you. Okay. the,
3: the.
0: Yeah. Uh, But no, yeah, sorry uh, about the tangent there. But anyway, uh, yeah. Tell us about your previous previous lives <laughs> we all have different lives that i think you know mm-hmm. we don't have just one life it's like a group of lots of different lives i think in, in my experience mm-hmm, so, different stages exactly mm-hmm. seasons of time i guess yeah, so, yeah just start i'm well
2: seasoned yeah.
0: <laughs> well that is a good thing to be trust me uh wiser you know all the wiser so yes um where were you uh where are you from originally
2: i'm originally from california okay. southern california
0: oh sunny yeah. and Sunny Palos and bright, Verdes. huh? Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Yep. What part?
2: Um, Palos Verdes.
0: Okay. I've heard of that. But Have I, you? I, but I don't know. Well, is there a pal- – no, I'm probably thinking of Palo – Palo Alto. Palo Alto. Is very, very That's in Northern yeah. California. Yeah, okay. So I'm completely wrong. <laughs> 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 Too cold up there, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly.
2: No, yeah. it's Southern California. Oh, okay. um, it's right on the ocean.
0: Oh, beautiful. Yeah,
2: it's, it's on the cliff um, over the ocean. Wow. So. Yeah. How it's, far from um,
0: San Diego, Los Angeles?
2: It's about halfway Ish. between. Oh,
0: okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah.
2: Awesome. It's right where Trump built his huge golf course. Oh, okay. Um, Terranea, I think it is, or something.
3: Hmm.
2: Um, I'm, I don't play golf, so yeah, I, I don't know. You don't
0: either much. Do I
1: don't you? really, yeah. even yeah. though there are golf clubs right behind you.
0: <laughs> yeah. It's more than I. Ha- I don't have any golf clubs. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'd have yeah, to rent them i
1: something. have I used to play every day, and then oh, okay. my golf club, my, uh, Parents separated and moved out, and then I all of my stuff I left at the the house. And then one of the things that got was given away accidentally was my 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 golf clubs. Oh, yeah, man, it's a shame. They were fairly new steel shaft, and so those are graphite shafts. Those were my uh, mom's dad's, and um, so that's what I've got. You know, Mm -hmm. I wish I had some steel shafts, but. That's what I got. And so I don't play very often, but yeah.
0: I could, used to. You probably still hit a ball though. I, I probably couldn't. I'm
1: not I'm not bad. I never have been that good, but I'm not bad.
0: Yeah. I'm yeah. terrible. Well me too. Yeah. It's it's fun to go catch a Buzz maybe
1: <laughs> yeah, you know I mean sometimes that's that's what you're out there for, yeah, that's yeah. right,
0: anyway, we keep interrupting you, I'm so sorry <laughs> that's good. this is, if you'll find these are lots of tangents we go on right, and yeah. we just explore them and then they die and then we go yeah, and then, then, then we they come hurt. back right, yeah so um uh, so it's uh in between sort of San Diego and Los Angeles, you said mm-hmm. so yeah, very nice. How long were you there
2: um until I was t- like twenty one I think
0: okay, so you went high school there and everything mm-hmm. right. yep, what okay. was your high school uh What was your high school?
2: It was Rolling Hills High School.
0: Rolling Hills. That's about a great description, probably, for Southern California. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yep. What was the mascot? Was it a hill? (laughs) (laughs) A hill demon. Yeah, right.
2: Uh, I don't even remember what the mascot was. Yeah,
0: it must have been really uh, mesmerizing. Right. 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 What are you. The Rolling Hills. Dirt, yeah,
2: grass, the dust,
1: devil. the dust devil. I don't grasses. know why I'm on the demon devil. Yeah. So yeah.
2: I, <laughs> no, I don't even remember. Isn't that terrible? Uh,
1: that's
3: all
2: right. I, I lost my mom when I was in high school, oh, so man. I don't.
1: So that's probably the most most. A uh, prevalent thing in your memory from that time,
0: of
2: yes, course. Yes, yeah, absolutely. So yeah. it wasn't a great experience. Mm-hmm. You know, I just wanted to get out.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't blame yeah. you. I hate so, to hear yeah. that. And Sorry it, for it, your loss. For
1: you're stuff. not alone in that. A lot of people just want to get out of high school. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yep. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, so just, uh, I guess, where did you go from there or anything that kind of influenced you to go wherever you landed next, if mm-hmm. you will?
2: Know? Yes. So um, when I was in high school, I met my husband. And, wow,
0: um, that's awesome! Mm-hmm, I was A True 17. American love story, right there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yep. Awesome. it's
2: been thirty-seven years now. I think that we're together. So, wow. did you get married
1: at after, like, right after high school or in high school? Because my wife and I dated when we were in high school as well, but huh. we bo- we after we broke up before
2: college. Oh yeah, no, we never broke up. Okay, um, wow. but he's seven years older than me. Okay, mm. so. Um, we waited for it was about five years we dated. I was done with college and stuff, so mm. um but yeah, so we we I was twenty two when okay. I got married. Okay. So
0: thirty seven years of wedded bliss, right? <laughs>
3: <Yeah>. <laughs> yep.
0: Says no but no I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> no. Just in case he's listening. Absolutely. <laughs> it's yes. We we best, always
1: the best thirty seven years of your life. <laughs> yes, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely.
0: Yeah. We always try to make sure that we Mentioned our wives in my a very high light because they were my are high awesome. school sweetheart. Yes. There you go. That mm-hmm. you broke up.
1: Uh, me, <laughs> sorry. me, Tony. Oh, I'm sorry. No.
0: She, oh, okay. I'm sorry. Now, hey. now it's got real. and yeah. I'm sorry. Well, so,
1: No, it's cool. I transferred um, <laughs> schools in high school. So I graduated a year after everybody that I grew up with, including my wife. Mm. And so she went off to college and I was still in Raleigh. So mm. um, she broke up with me Man. like, you know, that fall. She was like, yeah, I'm, I'm in college now. <laughs> so Yeah. I'm not laughing. You know, it's and I'm, all right. I'm not, it's all right. You know, then we got back together. That's right. I, it was a love now. story. It yeah. truly was a love story. Yeah. Right? We both had to grow up and, yeah, That's cool. you know, live our lives. I mean, I don't think I would have done the things that I did do if we were still together. Yeah. You know, there you go. and I, I'm better for it. There you go. Yeah.
0: Absolutely. Well, I'm glad that it all worked out. Yeah, me and too. for both of you, I mean that's amazing. I mean, high school. I, I didn't know my wife was a freshman when I was a senior, but oddly, I didn't know, I didn't know her or see her at all um, when I was there. Uh, we met Pinecrest many years later, to, right? Yeah, Pinecrest. Yeah. How
1: big was Pinecrest?
0: Uh, I think we had like four or five hundred graduating seniors. So okay. I think we was like. 1,500 at that time, maybe, or something like that. So pretty big school. Yeah. Yeah, yeah and it's school, a lot bigger now, I think.
1: My school was small. I went to a charter school. My tra- I graduated from Raleigh Charter High School. Oh, okay. Very small school. I mean, yeah. we had, like, you know, like 10, less than 20 people in each class, and, like, I think there were 60 people, maybe, in my graduating wow. class. Like, okay. yeah. Huh. How, ma- how big
0: was your high school? Do you remember? Was it kind of a smaller town No, school, it was or? a bigger school. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. I kind of imagine many California schools being bigger, Huge. I guess. That's, mm-hmm. that's how people. I picture it, mm-hmm. yeah. 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 Oh,
2: and I just remembered they were the Titans.
0: There you <laughs> go. Titans, there you
2: go. Yeah. Nice. Shook it really loose. That's a memory
1: yeah, for you. That's it, right. Yes. Yes. Titans. That's actually a pretty a good
0: formidable name for yeah. the Rolling Hills high right. school. Right, yes. <laughs> you know,
1: you got to step over those hills somehow. Yeah. yeah. You need long legs. There you yeah. go. Titans,
0: that's a good one. Yeah, that's a good one. I wish yeah. the Washington commanders would have, well, I guess Titans were already taken, but maybe they could have come up with something a little bit more... Better, better than the Commanders, but uh, anyway, I'm not a Washington fan, really. But you know, I always thought the Commanders is they had a, a year to think about that. really. right? Come <laughs>
1: <Thank Right. God>.
3: on. <laughs> well, yeah. you know that's, and that's the way what they it goes. came up with. That's
1: like any bureaucracy. The longer you wait, the more innocuous it's going to become. It's yeah. like, Well, everybody has to agree on it, but do they really?
0: You know, just. Yeah. Why couldn't they just pick like I mean most a lot of the NFL teams just picked, like this ferocious animal right I mean just find an animal that's not in the NFL that's ferocious There you go the you know the hyenas or something that seems like, <laughs> like <laughs> that would have been pretty bad too <laughs> A great
1: thought process for a new name Yeah like, Let's start with a ferocious hmm. animal
0: Yeah, yeah. A, a, a lot, There's a lot of cats and birds too like <laughs> right. in NFL. like so right. There's probably what the you know we don't have the cougars yet do we Mm-mm. The cougars There you go I, I bet DC's oh but the, full the Florida the, the
1: Jaguars <laughs> (laughs) got the jaguars so maybe
0: that's too similar yeah yeah that's true well we're
2: cleveland browns fans so they're not ferocious (laughs) anything
0: that's that's true what did you know the story behind what is a brown
2: (laughs) yes it was paul brown started the team
0: ah okay Mm -hmm. so he was that full of himself we're gonna call ourselves the browns (laughs) that's exactly right i paid so this is what you get yeah that is interesting. I always thought it meant something more important, but this is
3: this is guy's <laughs> last name all right?
0: but y'all i mean i i in, i am really respect Browns fans because I'm a panthers fan, and we've had very few yeah, real successes down. in our yeah. career, but we have had a few you yeah. know? the browns but their, the browns are not terrible now or at least they're you know a little bit better but uh what was it like forty years of not even making
2: yeah, I don't even know. I just uh, know that it's hard to yeah. be a Browns fan.
0: <laughs> it makes you a better person though, right? All that adversity yes, that you have to I go suppose. through.
2: I <laughs> suppose. Yeah, it's right. funny to me though because I inherited it from my husband's family basically. So if, you know, if you yeah. marry in, you better be a Browns oh, fan. Gosh. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> and they get so down on them by the end of the year. They're throwing their hands up, you know. And then All of a sudden, preseason comes, and they're like, all right, Uh here we go. This is it. I'm like, oh, Lord. (laughs) Man, I wish
1: I could remember. I saw an article about somebody basically was like, why are fans of losing teams so diehard fans? Like, It's like there's something, you know, there's just something about it that's like you have to.
2: Well, there's not much else to do in Cleveland. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I lived there, <laughs> so I can say that I'm not just judging yeah, from right. not living there. No, I loved living in Cleveland. Oh, but, that's awesome. Um, but yeah. they are a die-hard people. Yeah. They really are. Oh, yeah. So
0: yeah, just, I have much respect for them for sure. Because mm-hmm. uh, yeah. you know, I mean, but I'll tell you, the one time as a Panthers fan, you know, we haven't we've had two times in our history we've been like really good, and that's yeah. been like 30 years or whatever. But. Uh, I remember 2015 that season when we went to the Super Bowl and we were just dominating teams. We were like 14 and 0. That was being from a losing team. That was the best feeling in the world mm-hmm. until we lost the Super Bowl after <laughs> going like almost 15 and 0. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I just remember that. Like if you're on a losing team and you go all the way like to the Super yeah, Bowl, it's, yeah. it's just like it's Yeah, mm-hmm.
3: you know?
0: it's like, great. Yep. Keeps you just that one time. Now 30 years later, maybe we'll get it. All, you know, but. Uh, uh, yep. But anyway, so was Cleveland um, where you went uh, immediately after Southern California, or was there some other parts in between?
2: Mm-hmm. We went to Cleveland okay, um, for my husband's job. Okay. And then we went back to California and got married there. And then we moved to Atlanta for another position for the same company. He worked for the same company for 31 years, oh, I wow. think. Yeah, That's impressive. So – um And then I had two of my babies in Atlanta, and then we moved back to Cleveland, and I had another baby in Cleveland, and then I had the fourth one in California, because once I found out I was pregnant, I said, you are taking me home, because (laughs) I had four babies in five years, and he was traveling constantly for work. Mm. And I said, I'm out. I can't do this anymore. (laughs) There's way too many of them. So what's your
1: rest was the rest of your family still around i mean was your dad still in california my or
2: dad is still there yes he's still there today mm-hmm. okay. yeah, yeah but i had a lot of friends and i do have a sister yeah okay. but we don't we're not really yeah. in touch or whatever okay. but yeah, but yeah so i had a lot of friends and just it was just much more familiar and it was warmer so the kids could be outside and playing you know that's
3: huge yes yeah, yeah I, I give a
2: lot of credit to people that have all these kids in cleveland in winter it's rough oh, so yeah,
0: yeah. i uh, i can't imagine and especially having four you said mm-hmm. four and then and then another one on the way or you, no that was your fourth? that was
2: my okay. fourth yes wow I mean, and i was a brutally sick um pregnant woman. Oh, i man. had they had to come and give me ivs at home oh, and wow yeah
0: my so, wife went through that the first time. Mm-hmm. Um, she was very, very ill. Could not eat, drink much, keep mm-hmm. it down. And it's just—it took
2: me seven months each time to be able to even really eat and oh. start gaining weight. Every I lost weight. Time? Mm-hmm. Wow, oh, my goodness. Yeah, the oh. doctor said I couldn't have any more. He said, nope four, four is it? Your body can't take it anymore." Oh, so, goodness, so, man. Yeah, wow. I wanted six.
0: <laughs> oh wow. So yeah, I, that's I, uh, that's impressive. That is that's impressive. an impressive
1: goal, and that yeah. you still
0: and that you still wanted more. <laughs> right. you know, like, I mean, mm-hmm. that's a, I respect you a lot because yeah, I we've got my wife and I have two, and we're just like nervous, <laughs> you know, like it's a because uh, tw- twins running her family, so uh, like uh, oh. hopefully we don't like just wake up. Oh, we got triplets. Oh no, Lord! Oh, that'd be I, awesome. I, I guess it would. <laughs> we need that. I need you to do some okay. babysitting if that happens. I'll do that. Is that cool? Okay. Yeah. All right. <laughs> it's on.
1: You're on record
0: now. Yeah, yes, this, this is official. Good. Yeah. I'm good. So at least five people listen to this. So.
1: Okay, right. perfect. <laughs> <Yeah>. perfect. <laughs> so. And I bet Erica will listen to it too. So yeah.
3: yes, she
2: said she would. Nice,
0: <laughs> awesome. Yeah, no, uh, but I I respect you immensely for many things, and that is another one because uh, you know my wife. We were living in Wilmington when we got pregnant with when we I said we. I mean, I, you I, know, I didn't mean to say we. Sometimes I say that, yeah.
1: and I, I'm always questioning myself. Like, yeah, I wasn't pregnant, but it is a journey together
0: it is so mm-hmm. it is i feel yeah. like maybe i might insult my wife by saying we got pregnant not, maybe not but anyway uh we were in wilmington at the time at the beach and i was living oh man we loved it you know she had went to school there briefly and uh we were fishing every day and we were you know i was playing music like six or seven days a week because down there you can play on a monday night you know pretty easily and it, we were just living the life you know this the newly well, I guess we were married halfway through that, but anyway. Uh, and then she she got pregnant, and then she was like, "Look, we need to move back home." Like you said, to mm-hmm. family and stuff like, and friends. And I was like, I was heartbroken. I was like, I love it here. Like I want, I, we can do it. You know, I want to stay here. And I was I was heartbroken. But thank God she had the foresight to to do it because it was the best decision we ever made. You know, one was hard enough. Two is hard. I can't imagine four. Um, <laughs> but you know, I came back and ended up. You know stumbling into real estate which is the best career decision of my life so she i I credit her with all of that you know but you have i feel like i feel you there you have to be around if you can you you need to be around a it takes a village right yes Mm -hmm. it really does you know so all right uh, since
1: you said that i gotta ask so i've known some people you know a lot of people our age have one or two kids you know some have three in your experience what was the difference, or do you even remember, because, you know, in those early years, sometimes you... Uh, it's a, blur. It's a re- <laughs> you Your memory is a lot rosier than the reality. <laughs> um, going from zero to one child, one to two, and two to three, like, was the transition from, like, was it easier going, I mean, because... I'm guessing that going from zero to one, we all know that's tough, Mm. like, and then going from one to two, there's an adjustment. Um, But, you know, I I feel like it might be just as hard because you're with one, you both can focus, you can hand off the responsibilities, you know, each kind of do get your own downtime. But then when you have two, like, you're both always on. Mm -hmm. But then once you go from two to three, it's like, oh, well, we've already been.
0: But they also so out- overwhelm. outnumber you. Then. Right. But how do <laughs> yeah. you do that? Just like... I think
2: the anticipation of going from two to three was a lot because I felt like we were going to be outnumbered, oh. you know. Um But my middle daughter, Kelly, was the best baby on the planet. Wow. Yeah. Awesome. I mean, she slept through the night at like four weeks. Wow. Um And. Newborn, You could lay her down and she would just lay there and coo and, and she was so beautiful. And and then she'd put herself to sleep. I mean, she was – and she still is the best person. I mean, she's – so I think God knew what he was doing. You know, He yeah. thought, oh, she's going to be out – they're going to be outnumbered here. So I better give her a really good one. Oh, so, yeah. yeah, not that the other ones weren't. But they just took more – you know, yeah. normal amount of baby work, right, you right. know. Yeah. So yeah,
0: – I can, um, I can okay. understand the hands-on is a very – like you know, we have two, and I love them to death. But they're both pretty. Uh, what's Here's, the right word here? <laughs> pretty the, hardcore, to, inter, like, energetic, wrangle, spirited. Energeti- spirited. Spirited. There, there you go. That's, that's, that's the great. word. <laughs> yes, uh, very I've, I've spirited. I've heard that a time or two, especially yes. the the dot. Da- my older oldest, my daughter, but um, but man, and they're fourteen months apart. So they're it's like they're either playing nicely or the, usually the alternative, like mm-hmm. punching each other in the face <laughs> Yep, <laughs> you know, like, yep. Ah! And screaming as loud as possible. I didn't know that humans could scream so loud that my kids. Right. Well, oh, man. a
1: little science for you. The pitch that a baby and kids, I'm guessing in general, screams is like the perfect frequency for the human ear. Wow. So really? that's why they sound so loud is because wow. it's like we are um, evolutionarily primed to hear a uh, babies cry. Okay, I guess mm-hmm. that makes sense yeah. That totally yeah. makes sense. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Okay, interesting. What's yeah. You with all the facts? You know, um, I was... Uh, fact I, checkers, where are you here? Is this true? <laughs> um,
1: nobody's going to know. No fact that's checkers. That's right. We don't,
0: that's what's great about this show. There's nobody it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean... There's no one checking up on our facts. Right.
1: I may not be exactly right, but I'm close. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm close. Close, close enough. Yeah, yeah, why not? It yeah. might just be a woman's ear,
0: but... Yeah. Um, I feel like they ought to be... My kids ought to be like in heavy metal bands when they're like <laughs> a
3: teenager. Like, like i've seen just, a video
0: oh. of a, a little girl <laughs> great, like
1: doing death oh metal gosh. vocals it's pretty awesome oh that's oh funny
0: gosh. yeah um anyway what were we talking about <laughs>
3: Why we uh, these life you know? i guess life, yeah exactly. well,
1: we were talking about football which i don't think oh, we've ever talked was, about football before yeah we should have yeah you yeah. mentioned you've mentioned yeah. uh, being a carolina panthers fan yeah yeah, yeah. and so, i mean i guess i suppose i supposedly am too
0: yeah. <laughs> oh, is that? Well, that didn't sound very enthusiastic, Frank. But well, anyway, you know, we'll hold against you, man. It's,
1: uh, it's never been one thing. Like I was always more of a basketball fan growing up. So you know, yeah. the, when the Panthers came, around, when you know, when we lost the Hornets, I was like, well, who cares? Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. so I'm done with pro sports. Yeah.
0: So yeah, I understand. Yeah. yeah, most people in North Carolina were Washington Redskins fans. Anyway, uh, so, yeah, yeah, or still are, or some other fan. <laughs> like right. you go to. That's what the sad thing about being a Panthers fan. At least in Brown Stadium. There's Browns fans everywhere, yes. right? Mm-hmm. Oh, you go to Charlotte, the Bank of America Stadium for any anybody. The the opposing team always outnumbers the, <laughs> the home fans. And I'm like, oh, it's I don't so understand depressing. Why, you know? why,
1: I mean, I guess I can't say I don't understand why people aren't huge Carolina Panthers fans here, because yeah. case in point. But it, is, it was always surprising to me that it never really took hold here. Like you hear of Browns fans, and I don't know. I just don't. Never it's, got it.
0: It's really sad, especially when we're actually sort of good. And you know, we get mm-hmm. the bandwagon fans coming on, and you're mm-hmm. good. And 2015, yep. same thing happened. I went to several games that year. And it's like, man, you played the Falcons or something, you know, and it's like, they're not, it's not like they have the hugest fan base, you know, but it's but like, man, we're actually good this year. We got the bandwagon fans and then how is there a sea of red still, you know, like it just bothered me so much. I
1: feel like there are a lot of Falcons fans though. Maybe Atlanta
0: not as is a big city, yeah. hard. Yeah. It's a big city. So maybe yeah. that was a bad, bad choice, but... but yeah and it's okay close. jaguars it's close. okay yeah, I, i've been to a jaguars panthers game and trust me there's a lot of teal there or what what is that color green i think so, teal like, is oh, yeah seagrass
3: yeah <laughs> something
0: like that <laughs> uh anyway what are we talking about frank you and your um, you and your so tangents
1: after you had your fourth child in yes. california mm-hmm. uh, how long were
2: you there that that stint we were there 21 years at Oh, so wow. we raised all of our children there. Oh, okay. They, so that was
0: probably good that they didn't have to go moving around to different high schools and co- right. schools and everything. Mm-hmm. So. Yep. Okay.
2: Yeah. So. That's
0: awesome. So uh, after that, uh, what brought you to North Carolina? Um, or was that after another move?
2: No, that okay. we were in California and then we came here. Okay. Yeah. So mm-hmm. um, my husband's company was partially bought. And so they were bringing in a lot of employees. And so um, they were offering an early retirement package. Nice. Um, and with that, he was he's still working. I mean, he wasn't ready to retire, <laughs> mm-hmm. but they had offered it and he really didn't want to take it. Um, and <laughs> I kind of forced him. <laughs> uh, and the reason that I did is because they were offering a significant uh, medical package to carry you through for i think it was four or five years afterwards um and we still had our girls on, oh, all of our children on our plan and i i said we can't go without insurance yeah. with the girls and their heart issues and so um i said you know what if you don't take it and then they end up laying you off anyway because not enough people took it, and then you don't have the medical, mm. um, you know. And it takes you a little while to find a job or or whatever, you know. I said this is unacceptable to yeah. me. We we really need to, you know, make sure we have that medical to cover them. And mm. and he agreed. He just he was you know he didn't want ch- to. He's not a, a stubborn man. Yeah, most of us. Yeah. <laughs> <He> just, <laughs> Like a lot of men, he does not like change in any way. Yeah. So for him, that was it was really tough. Yeah. Um, and then on top of it, I said, you know, we're living in California. We've got a lot of equity in the house, and we had a lot of medical bills still. So I said, let's just pay everything off and move somewhere where it's a little bit less expensive to live. And so we really could go anywhere because I was in real estate, and he didn't have a job. And so... I, Erica was here. Erica's the reason that we okay, came here.: okay. Yeah, because his brother um, and his wife were going to move down here because Erica and Josh were here. So I said, well, instead of just going somewhere where we have nobody, let's go ahead and pick somewhere where we have family, and That's I think it was the best decision. It's definitely not our last move
3: mm-hmm.
2: um because as soon as there's a grandbaby i don't care where it is that's where i'm gonna be <laughs> <laughs> that's
0: right. I think you're, follow the grand babies, yeah that's yeah. that's yeah. a right. common yeah but, so um, um well yeah tell so thank you um, again thank you for being willing to share you know your stories and, and we talked about it briefly uh at the award show but that's why i wanted to get you on because i think this show frank and i have discussed this many times we at the beginning we're like yeah let's just talk to people you know that's great but i think now it's kind of evolved into a a greater purpose for him and i to like really talk about things that are are real that happen to people you know and and just so that somebody who can listen to this anonymously or whatever and, and okay therapy's okay or you know and he ha- they have anxiety too or they're depressed or they have this or they have that going on because i think it's a huge thing that we need to talk about you know um and it's a, a hard thing and a brave thing to talk about and you know i, I just hope that we can help people on this show you know yeah. and that's what why i really want guess that i mean everybody's going through something and if you can just talk about it maybe some the right person will listen and you'll save a life or you know mm-hmm. whatever yes and so if you don't mind you know kind of give us a little background of, of your children and you know some of the, the issues that you had to to deal with and that they had to deal with of course um mm-hmm. if you don't mind talking sure
2: about it. so um like i said i had four kids and i have three girls and a boy my son is the second one. Um, and he tells me all the time you should have stopped after two because you had perfection. So, I <laughs> don't know why you needed the other two, but um and when my oldest daughter was it was actually her very first day of 7th grade, uh we found out that she needed a heart transplant. And we didn't yeah. we didn't know there was anything wrong with her. Wow. Um she was very slight, very small. Um And I had a good friend that she also had four children, and they were very close in ages to our four. So we became very close friends and um, love her to death. But she is the funniest woman I think I've ever met. She is the biggest hypochondriac on the planet. (laughs) She came over, I'll never forget, she came over to our house one time, and she wasn't feeling well. And she laid on my sofa, literally with a hand on her forehead, and told our two oldest – well, I guess well, I guess he was her second and my oldest. They were the same age. And had them go online and look to see what the symptoms of the oh, junta no. virus were. Oh, no. Because she had do cleaned that. out her garage. So she was absolutely certain that the mice, mouse poop she found in there made her – uh, contract the Hunt virus, and she was probably going to die oh, on my sofa no. right there, <laughs> so of course she was pretty much joking, but mm-hmm. um she just was a, she is a wonderful woman and and she had a daughter who had was born with heart problems, mm. and um she looked at my oldest when she had gotten out of a pool and her lips were blue. Mm. And we had always just thought, well, she's very thin and the pool's kind of cold. And, you know, she was shivering a little bit. Get her warmed up and, you know, her lips would pink back up. And one day she looked at me and she said, I think she has a heart problem. And it just made me kind of stop in my tracks. And I thought, hmm, (laughs) you know, here I have this hypochondriac, you know, and she's telling me that my child who plays soccer and, you know, is fine i thought um yeah, same, has a heart problem
1: seemingly normal mm-hmm, like, exactly my first reaction would be like no way
2: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and um honestly i i told my husband and that's what he said <laughs> um and i just kind of thought about it the rest of the day and i prayed about it that night and said you know please give me some guidance let me know where where am i supposed to go with this because this just seems so out of the blue. Um and then I kind of just woke up and thought what kind of a parent would I be if I didn't at least get it checked out. I mean, you know, we had very good insurance. Let's just go to the doctor and just have him check. And so I took her in and um my friend went with me and the pediatrician just looked at me and said there's absolutely nothing wrong with your child's heart. Mm-hmm. And my friend said, "Well, aren't you going to feel her liver?" You know what? You haven't done anything, basically, because she knew how to you know, do Uh an exam on a child. And um, so he did. And he said, well, basically, to shut me up and shut my friend up, he said, let's let's just do um, an x ray, a chest x ray. So they did. And he came back and said, well, her heart does look a little big. um, But she probably just didn't take a good inspiratory breath. And my friend said, well, you're going to repeat it then, right? So, you know, much to his dismay, he repeated it. And he said, well, her heart is enlarged. But, you know, there's all kinds of reasons for that. She's fine. And at that point, I was like, "Mm -mm, nope, there's something, you know, wrong. But he just wouldn't even consider the fact that she could possibly have, you know, a heart issue. And this man, I thought, just walked on water because... Uh, With my youngest child, she was born with um, what they call an intestinal malrotation. So I learned a lot about this. When a baby's in utero, their intestines are outside their body. And then at a certain week, they rotate and go inside the body. Well, hers didn't rotate properly. So her appendix was on her upper left side instead of her lower right. I mean, everything was just completely Mm. out of whack in there. So they had to go in. And put things in the best order best order they can and tack it all down um, and they removed her appendix also because at that point if she had had pain where they had ended up putting it no one would have even thought it would have been an appendix right so um, and he came to the hospital which was an hour away he sat with me during the surgery he was there till about 11 o'clock at night because um, my youngest was only six or seven months old when this was happening Mm. so i thought this is you know this man knows everything he's wonderful um Mm. so i went home and thought no 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 don't there's something we need to figure this out if she's got an enlargement in her heart and so um i actually got a phone call from his pa who was he wanted to do orthopedics so this was just his pediatric rotation um, mm. and he said I want her to have an EKG it's a simple test I wish we had one in the office we don't so you'll have to take her to the hospital and do it it's outpatient it's not painful of course um, he said just come in and pick up the referral and I'll call over there and let them know you're coming And I went in to pick up the referral, and the doctor was standing for some reason at the front desk and got angry and said, what are you doing here? In front of all of the patients in the rooms, you know, because it was the waiting room. And I said, well, I'm here to pick up the referral for her EKG. And they said, mm-mm, there's something wrong with your daughter's heart. I've already told you that. Oh, my God. And they wouldn't give me the referral. Uh
0: Uh-uh. Yeah. Oh,
2: gosh so a couple hours later the PA called me and said how'd the EKG go and at that point I was just angry you know I said do you people not talk to each other what the heck is going on here and he said I explained to him what happened and he said I'm faxing it over just get her out of school and go um and this was her first day of seventh grade so I checked her out. She was not happy with me. Um, And we went and did the EKG and they looked at me and they said, you need to go now to the big hospital, Loma Linda. Um, And they wouldn't tell me what was wrong. Man. And they said, yeah. And they said, don't go home. Just take her straight from here.
0: Oh, my
2: gosh. And I had a friend watching my other kids and my husband was still at work. And, you know, so I have to admit, I didn't quite listen I went home and they I packed a bag for each of us because by this time it was about six o'clock you know in the evening and my husband came home and we left and we went together um, and I'll never forget it's just so vivid we were walking in to her where they were going to have her room and the ward had a big sign on the door that said solid organ transplant unit and I remember looking at my husband and saying, wow, that seems like overkill. <laughs> Little did I know. Um, oh. And so they they looked at the EKG, they ran another one, and then they said, we need to do an echocardiogram. And then as soon as they did, they came back in and said, uh, they they pulled us into the hall, of course, because we didn't want to say it in front of her. but um, And said, she needs a heart and she needs it yesterday. Oh,
0: my gosh. Wow. Yeah. Oh. So... So your friend basically saved her life, and mm-hmm. then your doctor mm-hmm. almost made it sure it didn't happen. Mm-hmm. I mean, and and I you know, I don't know these people, and I'm not trying to talk, but it's like, you know, the one thing I always try to do, and and nobody's perfect, but I try not to. I really, really try not to be so. Uh, so eat full of myself that I can't question things, you know, mm-hmm. or that I can't or I think I'm just the best. At, like that is the worst disease, I think, in, a, in in human nature is to just think that you're right all the time, no matter that there couldn't be a question that you're wrong and that you're so egotistical to to not even just check, you know, Right, like right. just, you're, you're, you know, especially all that he had done previously. You know? right. and, and that I... was, to his credit, was very awesome for him to do, mm-hmm. you know, but. Man, it doesn't I didn't forgive him for what he didn't do. You right? Know?
2: And yeah. and you know, I also remember that day is just so vivid in my memory. And I remember walking out of the ward. I just told her I was gonna go get some food or something and I and I sat down on the floor in the hallway with my back up against the wall and I called his cell phone number, the the pediatrician's cell phone number, because I had it And I said, and he didn't answer. And I left him a message and said, I need you to call me. I'm so confused. I don't understand. And I trust you. And like, you're telling me there's nothing wrong. And they want to take my child's heart out. I said, I need some help here. And I have not heard from him. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Golly. Never, ever called. And I'm sure that was probably his malpractice attorney saying, not talk to them ever you know yeah i guess i could see that right you know Hmm.
1: um
2: but i hope he remembers that and i hope that it changed how he you know treated the rest of his patients Right. just
1: give it consideration you mm-hmm.
2: know because it wasn't i mean it was just an ekg i mean i wasn't asking for him to open up her chest right there right. in the room you know yeah, i
1: mean that's that's the last thing you would want mm-hmm. because that would mean that you would need a transplant but you you did and and he yeah gosh i cannot believe Mm. i'm just uh, i'm baffled
0: Mm -hmm. and it's hard you know and and i know it's it's and i can't imagine i'm not in any way defending that behavior i mean i am appalled by it but you know you're right hopefully that did change the way that he thought about what he does because Mm -hmm. Maybe, let's just say, maybe, for instance, if you believe in a higher power, that God put that situation in your, obviously, in your life and his life for whatever reason, if you believe that. Hopefully, the reason for him was that he changed his life and practices that now he won't just, just, think uh, well there's no way or you know maybe we should just I mean what harm does it do just to be like well you know if it'll make you feel better why not they're getting paid for it you Mm -hmm. know it's like if it'll make you feel better you know let's get let's get her any EKG you know Mm -hmm. why why not like Mm -hmm. you're that full of yourself and here I am bashing the guy again I'm sorry I don't I try it's it's easy to do and you have every right to (laughs) to, for sure (laughs) and I would absolutely do the same thing if I was in your position but I'm, I'm trying not to bash somebody i don't know but hopefully it changed his life right. you know right
2: and, that's what i'm hoping yeah
0: and hopefully that's the reason we're talking about stuff like this you know i hope that our our little show can change somebody's life you know i mean i i really for the better i hope that that people hear this they're going if they're going through this similar thing or they can you know find ways to get through it and you know that's
1: right or or at least use your story as a as an example to remind that, themselves or to remind us to say, you know, maybe, maybe I should just question or give consideration to the possibility that what I hope doesn't happen could happen. And, you know, and then prepare accordingly, because I think that's one thing that you know, you talked about your friend saying this, and of course, my first reaction would be denial to say there's no way. You know, the child's healthy. I've had seven years of our seventh grade is after. That's like t- twelve years, mm-hmm. right? Um, of good, healthy life. They're active. You know, and I really hope they're healthy. But you know, there's a possibility, and like you say, I mean, and that's the way I think about with with my boys is that. I really hope nothing's wrong but if something were to be wrong what how much worse would it be if I don't yeah you know take action now that I'm having uh, at least an inkling you know somebody coming into my life and saying well that's not what I expected at this point you mm-hmm. know like the blue lips is like well that's not what I would expect from somebody who doesn't have a heart problem mhm and maybe we should go, and I'll go with you to the doctor, which I think is awesome of your friend. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: I think that whole experience is divine and enriching. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Seriously. Like mm-hmm.
2: the doctors told me that she her heart was so bad she should have dropped dead on the playground at school. Oh wow! They don't know how she didn't.
0: Wow. Mm-hmm. And playing soccer and being active and running your heart like that, mm-hmm. you know.
1: Like, yeah.
2: And now that I can I can look back on it, she she didn't particularly like playing soccer it was more she was kind of pushed she wanted to be at home reading and on the computer and but she couldn't i mean i think when you have something for so long because she was born with it um Mm. and so when you have something and it progresses throughout your life you don't notice the change really and i didn't either um and so, you know, she she did. She told me one time because I was her soccer coach. She said, I can't run. And I said, what do you mean you can't run? You know, you're you're in seventh grade. You're you're a kid. Go run.
0: You got legs. Yes. Right <laughs> but she
2: she couldn't verbalize to me that she.
1: It was more of a struggle. than right. she. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. And like you say, yeah, when you don't know anything different, it's like people who I mean, now people are eyes are tested when they're very young. But, you know, when you are born with maybe some sort of vision impairment and you grow up seeing the world in a certain way Mm -hmm. you don't know until you get glasses what the difference
2: is Mm absolutely
3: that's
0: a good example yeah um so i guess if you uh want to talk a little bit about you know like that process and you know how you got through it? How she got through it, and and then maybe because I know that there's that's, there's more to the story here that we talked about. If you feel like you know continuing, mm-hmm, um, sure. You know, just give us about your other kids and everything mm-hmm. else.
2: Um, well, she was like I said, she was very sick. Um, they put her on oxygen right away. Um, so she <laughs> she had an oxygen machine in her room upstairs. But her cord was long enough to be throughout the entire house. It was it was really I mean it was sad that she had to have the oxygen, but I just kind of was like, who knew they had oxygen cording that could go <laughs> right, yeah. throughout a twenty three hundred square foot house, you know? <laughs> um so uh I mean just so many things so many things happened. She um I, I told my husband they put her on the list, you know, for organ donation, and she was still at home, and I told my husband, you know, I said, I, we don't know what's going to happen here, so I'd really like to take a family vacation. And we couldn't go anywhere, really, because we had to be close to where she was going to be transplanted, you know, so that if they got the organ, we had to be there within a, a, an hour and a half or two hours. Uh-huh. So... um, he agreed, but we had so many medical bills. We didn't. We really didn't have a whole lot of money at that point, and so I, I called a hotel in Palm Springs, which was still close enough to the hospital. And I explained the situation, and the hotel put us up for two nights free. Wow. I, it was just they were incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, and I didn't know, but she apparently, I know now. If you have um, a heart issue, you cannot go in a jacuzzi oh, <laughs> because it's a vasodilator. And right. so it makes your heart pump harder. And we were swimming. The other kids were swimming, having a good time. She was in the jacuzzi because it was warmer. And she started vomiting. Oh, no. um, and so I called the doctor and he said, uh... She shouldn't have been in there. You need to get her to the hospital. And then from at that point, she was in the hospital until she got her heart. Oh, my gosh. So uh, and she was in the uh, PICU for a while. And that's a pediatric ICU unit. Mm -hmm. Um, And this disease is so rare. They said our odds of having one child with it were better at winning the lottery twice. Um, And they didn't really know a whole lot about it. But for some reason, because what was happening is uh, she has restrictive or had restrictive cardiomyopathy. So they said it's basically like shellacking a balloon and then trying to blow it up. So her heart muscle was extremely stiff and would not expand to accept the blood Uh, in.
1: And it was larger because the muscles were like having to
2: work really hard so they said just like any other muscle if you work it really hard it's going to get bigger and bigger so the blood was backing up into her pulmonary artery and they said she may need a heart lung transplant at that wow. point but for some reason being on oxygen brought down the pulmonary pressures Um she didn't need it to breathe she was breathing fine but it was it, it did bring down the pulmonary pressure which is what we wanted we didn't want that um the pulmonary artery to blow as well um and I'll never forget I was standing there and a, a nurse came in and brought in a doctor and said she's she's saturating at 100% she doesn't need the oxygen and I said no 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 <laughs> she needs it <laughs> and they and I explained what I had been told and they said that makes no sense medically and turned off her oxygen oh my gosh so as soon as they left i turned it back on (laughs) because you'll learn about me i'm fairly obnoxious um (laughs) well thank god you are yeah i mean if it's if it's working (laughs) yeah
1: exactly and you've had and you've had an experience already in the what was that
2: a week two weeks late earlier that no this was a couple months ago or a couple months after so they came back in and they were like how dare you you turned that back on and i stood in front of it i said call security you're not touching it yeah
1: yeah i turned it back on look and i said i will
2: not move until you bring me her doctor and they were screaming at me in the picu i said i'm telling you you're physically going to have to remove me (laughs) that is not happening and she was of course embarrassed just you know she was a middle schooler and she was like mom you know she was not happy with me at all um And that doctor came down, and he lit them up. He was like, you need to listen to her. She knows exactly what she's talking about. Don't you touch that oxygen. And I could hear, because they were at the nurse's station, and uh, the doctor, then not our doctor, but the one that wanted to turn it off, came in and said, "Well, you know, I just wanted to let you know that if she's on oxygen, it brings down the pulmonary pressure." Everything oh, I had already told yeah,
0: him. Yeah, oh man!
2: And I was like, "Really?" So we're going to be leaving her oxygen on.
0: Oh, so gosh, why are people so fool themselves, man? Like yeah. Well, I,
1: it might be a higher percentage in doctors, <laughs> <laughs>
3: maybe. Yeah, maybe. maybe.
0: Yeah. yeah. But,
1: so oh, um, I think this is uh, maybe a good point to say that. It's more common today, but what you were doing, I think um, the terminology has become more well-known, but you were advocating for your, your, your own care, mm-hmm. you know, and I think that could be something that we shouldn't mention
2: absolutely because it
1: is an important thing for people to do you know if if you feel like a certain way you know the doctor doesn't know how you're feeling and mm-hmm. maybe they haven't communicated with another doctor about mm-hmm. a particular thing and so i think it's very important to have confidence you know maybe if we put it that way and if you're worried about what the doctor's saying you might not feel confident but um You know, listen to your body and listen to yourself and uh, stand up for yourself. You know, make sure that what you feel and what your your experience is, that you communicate that, that you stand behind that Mm -hmm. because it's important. Mm -hmm. And then you'll get the proper care and you might come out of it with a treatment that you needed that you might not have received otherwise. Mm -hmm.
2: Yes, definitely. Um, And I'll tell you, I learned... With her being in the hospital, um, that the right hand has no idea what the left hand is doing mm. because each doctor rounds separately. They don't do their rounds at the right. same time. Right. So, um, you know, what one doctor wants if a pulmonary doctor wants this, but the cardiac doctor wants that, and they are at odds with each other, and there's nobody there with the patient that has listened to everybody then bad things can happen because one will turn something off, another will turn something off. I mean, it's just hmm. you need to have somebody with you at all times. Um I, I just firmly believe that. Someone who's listening to what everybody is saying and just kind of putting the information all together. Because the doctors are so busy and I and I'm not knocking physicians in any way they're busy yes they're exactly and if they haven't actually spoken with the other doctors then they just don't know and they're living you
1: know they're people too Mm -hmm. you know they have lives Mm -hmm. you know and that's we can't expect them to just be there all the time for us or for whatever's going on they need to be happy and fulfilled people too they will be better doctors if they are,
3: mm-hmm.
1: you know, if they're living a, a good, happy life and being loving with their family, they'll be a better doctor because of that.
2: Mm-hmm. Yes,
0: uh, that's a good point too. just it's a re- bad communication is a re- recipe for disaster, no matter what business or relationship <laughs> or whatever. I mean, we you know, struggle with communication and relationships, just like many people. But, you know, in real estate, as you know, and as Amy has to kind of bring a little bit of this back that Amy is a great um you know uh admin transaction coordinator she does all kinds of things she she understands that okay i see something i need to relay that to the person that's that you know the the realtor if i'm out of town or something you help me out tremendously and i think your communication is huge i mean you got to have communication you can't just i mean it's it's just like a lender you know uh back in the boom last year or two of real estate you know there was several lenders that were you know whatever there's there's there was a thousand of them you know back then Mm -hmm. um they they had six different people having their hands in on this thing Mm -hmm. and the person that took it over the next day had no idea what the person Mm
3: -hmm. was
0: doing the day before Mm -hmm. and i almost lost many transactions i say me I, i mean the buyers are have almost had a heart attack no pun intended like you know over like the fact that like three days before closing all of a sudden these people are saying oh wait we can't give you this money like are you kidding me like mm-hmm. you should have told us that a month ago so just bringing it back i mean communication is so mm-hmm. important especially on something that serious mm-hmm. i mean gosh you got to have you got to be everybody's got to be talking you know mm-hmm. hopefully that ch- has changed a little bit since then but maybe not <laughs> i don't
2: know i you just i really believe that these you know if some first of all if someone's really ill and they're sick enough to be in the hospital they're probably not capable of remembering mm. every single thing that has been told to them by each different physician.
1: Right. You and, know, and they, you know, they are so educated that they, a lot of times, like even our pediatrician, he, I asked him something one time and he was like, Oh, that's probably blah, 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 blah. I was like, I mean, I under, I know the letters that make up what you just said (laughs) but i don't know what you're talking about right
0: Mm -hmm, exactly please explain in english right i mean
1: i know you're referencing what i just told you that uh, my son is experiencing but there's a disconnect in my mind between the two
2: yes i didn't go to medical school could you dumb it down a little bit
0: (laughs) (laughs) it's the flu (laughs) <laughs> oh, right. oh, okay. okay yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I Thank that. you. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. And
1: they, uh, you know, and they are trained. You know, they go through their um, their rounds and their education, and they are operating. To your point, the pulmonary doctor and the cardiac doctor are going to do what they learn to do is the best thing for what they're seeing, mm-hmm. and maybe then um, it takes somebody like yourself to say. This is the reason that the other doctor did what they did. And what you're going to do will completely count contradict and Mm -hmm. counteract the steps we've already taken. Mm
2: -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right. And at least, you know, I I do have to applaud the physicians themselves, because if I did do that, they were pretty good at saying, "Okay, let me talk to that other doctor and let's see what we can come up with. Um, Because, like I said, this is that disease was so rare. Um, and they didn't know that much about it Mm -hmm. you know and um, they told me that it was so rare that there's no chance at all that any of my other children would have this but they wanted to just do an echo on them and on my husband and I um, just to make sure and see uh, you know just just to put their mind at ease and I had already told my husband, okay, we are having everybody, you know, <laughs> so to me, that fit right in, you know, that was very logical. Mm-hmm. Um, and after we did the echoes for everybody, I got a phone call. I was out, out on the soccer field. I was coaching another one of my children. And um, they said, you know, the t- the two kids in the middle are fine, but uh, the baby has this as well. Um and she was not a baby; she was just my baby. Right. Um, but she was in—I I think she was in third grade at that point. Um, and I—I I collapsed on the field. I just—I had to sit down. And thankfully, I had a wonderful parent who knew soccer, and he knew my family, and so he just jumped right in and started coaching. And the other parents were very attentive to me. Um, but I, I just, they kept telling me it was so rare, and no one else would have it, that <sighs> it was just such a blow. Yeah. You know, and then they told me that she, um, it would be several years before she was at that point and needed a transplant. Um, and she needed one within a year and a half. Um, and she was listed for a very long time because she was still healthy. She wasn't having the same symptoms that her older sister had. Mm-hmm. Um, she was having problems electrically with her heart, so hmm. they figured out. Um, they told me if she if she runs, she will have a heart attack.
1: And and that um, f- as as a result, that means that her um, valves and her chambers like weren't com- like pumping at the right rhythm. Is that mm, what? That?
2: Yeah, she was having issues with her rhythm, and so. Um, Yeah, so she had to, and she was feeling fine, and she did love soccer, and I had to pull her out, Mm -hmm. Um, and she was devastated. Um, But she was, and still is, she's very positive about her transplant. She would come and say, Mom, I can't wait to get this new heart. I want to play soccer again. So she wasn't fearful, or because she had watched her sister go through it and be healthy again. Mm So she had a completely different perspective. And she still does, you know, um, with that whole situation. So
1: is it... That's amazing. Are you comfortable talking about how they both... I mean, you, you've you just said, but how was the older daughter? Well, you know, what was her, your experience of her experience?
2: Um, it was not good. Emotionally, psychologically, it was... It was absolutely not good. Um, very angry. And, um, you know, being the mom, I was, I got the brunt of the anger. Yeah. Um, it yeah, was my fault. You were fault. there.
1: You were always there.
2: I was there 24-7. Yeah. My children were never in the hospital without me there. I slept there. I showered there. I ate there. Um, i If they were in the hospital, I was in the hospital. And so I was to blame all the time. Oh it was my fault. Um, and I was, you know, making mountains out of molehills. And, um, you know, finally the the doctor had to come in, the transplant doctor, and, and tell the whole family, you know what, I, I'm not taking this child's heart out because she told me to. Um, you know, you need to accept that this is real and this is not her fault. This is She has not done anything except support this child and the family and you know um so it it was tough and you know you don't you didn't especially that long ago um sorry but we never mentioned when was this oh my gosh i'm so bad with the year um i think it was it was a i think she's 17 years out okay now um the oldest one And, um, so so, like mid 2000s?
3: Yeah. Yeah. Mm hmm. Okay.
2: Yeah. And so she, um, early mid, very angry. She was very, very angry with me. Um, and she still had to, you know, go to appointments afterwards and stuff. And she couldn't go back to school for a very long time because she Mm -hmm. was immunosuppressed. And, um, and then afterwards you know middle middle school kids are mean you know and they were like that's the kid that has someone else's heart and you know i even um had i went in and all the way to the school board to try to have a teacher fired because um he he kept assigning these books that were very dark and you know about um death and stuff and You know, some middle school kid just said, you know, why are you assigning it? You're obsessed with dying. Like, why are you assigning all these books to us? And this man with my daughter in the class and he knew everything she had been through. He said, well, dying is the easiest thing you'll ever do. That was his response. And she actually said, "Uh, I fought really hard to live. So, um, you know, and she just came home and was just so hurt by that yeah um, I can imagine, yeah so he he was not back the next year, yeah, and does. she was removed from his classroom, grief. but um you know, so it's it was tough um and and you didn't hear about it, and I mean, my husband and i we thought we were gonna be on the news, we thought you know, because we didn't know how many heart transplants are done on children, we had no idea
1: what is i mean i'm sure, i don't sure know if you still remember any exact numbers but like what is how common is it
2: um well it depends on the hospital you okay. know um the one we were originally sent to i think they do four or five a year um but you know she was she was eventually she was transplanted at UCLA and they do a lot right. i don't even know what the number is and and it's more and more you know um, as they get better at it right and um
1: more than one is too many really yes yeah mm. so it was i mean not because you know we want the healthy the re- healthy result of it but the you know the fact that it needs to happen in the first place is
2: mm-hmm. yep mm. yep and they had and like i said ally had to wait so long mm. um yeah she had to wait for a very long time because there aren't enough organs Right. Um and and I was telling Tony the other night that I really um I'm not I'm not sure why but I I didn't cry when this was happening as a parent. I just I it just kind of went in, I guess it was a fight or flight type mode and I just came out swinging. Um but I do remember one time I talked to a very dear friend um from Cleveland and I said I just it was the one only time i let myself go there so i don't understand why this is happening it still wasn't why me because i didn't i would never have wanted someone else's child to go through you know it wasn't like i was thinking why am i having to go through this why not someone else i never ever went there but i, I did i was i just thought why is this happening and um, my friends oh well, i know exactly why it's happening and I was like, what does that mean? And she said, you have the biggest mouth out of anybody I know. So if ever there was someone that was going to, you know, try to change the world with organ donations and things, she's like, it's you. (laughs) So, um, and to that point, I mean, the the hospital still, they call me, could you talk to this mother? Her child's just Mm -hmm. been diagnosed. Could you kind of tell her how it it went? And so I do have a, a friend um whose son had to go through it also they lived in Temecula with us and so
0: um it's got to be huge for that family too mm -hmm. just to have somebody that's been through it I mean that's mm, thank you for doing that you know that's uh that's huge I can imagine if there's something scary and rare like that you you know it always does make you feel a little bit better to be like oh okay somebody else has been through this okay all right Mm -hmm. it just makes you breathe a little easier you know like what do you say I mean,
1: do you say and do you have like kind of a like a bullet points that you keep in mind when you call or do you just listen? Or
2: Yeah, I just I just listen to them and they ask me questions normally. Mm-hmm. Um, and thankfully, my daughters are amazing women um, and they came through it with flying colors. The surgeon was, you know, masterful um, and. In fact, he's, he's, um, he's world renowned and he's from South Africa, but he's very, I don't want to say standoffish because that's not it at all. I think he's been hurt too many times because he has lost children.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah. I cannot um, can so imagine being in that position and then doing everything you can to, you know, bring a child to a healthy place and then not making it.
2: Right. And so I think he's he's put a big wall up. So he doesn't he does his rounds at three or four in the morning because he doesn't want to deal with parents um, and he doesn't want to get attached. Yeah, um, and I told you earlier, I'm kind of obnoxious, but when he came out. Um, you know, again, I didn't know what to expect. Um, I mean, I'm, I, I didn't expect him to come out, you know, with her blood everywhere, you come know. out of the surgery. Oh, you boy, know, yeah. but he came out and he was just fully coiffed and he smelled good and clearly he had showered or something, you know. Um, and he came out and said, you know, your daughter came through with flying. And I jumped on the man. I mean, I, <laughs> uh, you know, all my arms and legs, everything around him. And he was like he was so taken aback by me. He didn't know what to think. Um, and he just was in shock, you know, but to me, he had just saved my child's life. So he was, I don't know. And so when he did my second child, he, when he came out, he like was in a stance ready (laughs) for me to jump on him. And he's like, okay, come on, you know,
0: so, but that's uh, a good point too. like a lot of the military people and and people that have been through hard things. Like, you know, thank God for that man, you know, thank God for people that put themselves in that position and whatever they have to do to deal with that situation constantly, you know, you hope for their mental health that they're able to whatever they do, they can at least take that off at some point and mm-hmm. process and, and get through it, you know, mm-hmm. but like you know i mean thank god for that for that man i mean thank god for the people that go serve overseas and their spouses that yes. stay here and things mm-hmm. like that like it's just it's mind numbing to me and it's why i'm such a big supporter of the military just cuz they have to do that all the time it's just like it's mind numbing to me that all of a sudden you can get a call and you can and and you, you have kids and a wife and you leave and then the wife is there or vice versa mm-hmm. with yeah, the kids or like
1: Jared mentioned last yeah. week like you get a call and the whole family has to go to germany mm-hmm.
3: yeah. and
0: you yeah. have to deal you have to put on whatever mask whatever armor mm-hmm. you have to do to get through that thank god for those people that put that armor on but also i pray to god that they're able to eventually take that armor off you right know what i mean i think that it's huge mm-hmm. If they, yeah. i mean you know and the fact that he warmed up to you the next time you know he's just like mm-hmm. maybe you, you you probably had a profound effect on him i mean uh, next time he's smiling and making a joke about it you know right. like mm-hmm. that's that's powerful you know yep. so you you probably helped him more than you even know you know
2: so, i hope so because he's awesome. amazing
0: that's awesome mm-hmm. i uh man Amy if you would I would i I love to talk with you more I actually have um, at noon my wife's gonna be here with the kids and we have a little Sanford uh, dentistry think checkup for them so I have to leave but uh, man thank you for sharing your stories with about your children and and how you've kind of persevered and got through it and still I'm sure deal with it every day you know the ups and downs of life in general, and then just dealing with so many hard things in your life. The fact that you're here and smiling with us is is yeah. amazing. So, yeah, thank, thank you well, thank very you. much. Yeah. If
2: yeah. it's okay, I just, I really would like to say one more thing. Yeah we, was,
0: yeah, we have uh, 10 minutes. Yeah,
1: whatever you want to say.
0: Absolutely.
2: Yeah. So, like my friend said, I have a big mouth, mm-hmm. and um, I know, I mean, because I lived it, I know it's very hard to even consider the fact that your child may pass, um, whether it be a car accident or, or whatever. Um, but I, I ask parents to please, while your children are healthy, while you don't have to deal with this, talk about it and figure out what you would do as far as organ donation in that situation. Amen. Because I can't imagine not having discussed it with my husband or not not having a plan of any kind, which I'm sure most parents haven't, because no one wants to go there. But then, you know, your your child is in an accident or something. And you're dealing with the fact that they're not going to make it. And then someone comes in and says, Oh, by the way, can we have all their organs? I mean, that would be so painful. And that would make I feel like it would make you so angry. Like, I'm going through this and you want something from me. Mm. So I feel like if if parents would just discuss it while everything is good and get their, you know, there's no emotions necessarily involved other than having...
1: The normal emotion. Right, Right.
2: exactly. (laughs) You know, you're not in this horrific situation and then having to make a decision. So that's, if, if parents could just think about it ahead of time, I think there would just be more... Situations where there would be some more organs for these these poor kids that need yeah, them absolutely you know,
1: yeah, like you say, and the heaven forbid anything were to happen after that there are there's an opportunity through tragedy that another child might be able to become a more healthy child. Right. Yeah, and yeah, I, and
2: my dad said it perfectly cuz I called him and said, "How do I wish for some other parent to lose their child so that mine can live?" I I can't do that. I don't I, I don't even know how to pray for my child because that means another child has to pass. Mm. And he said it perfectly. He said you're not praying for them to lose their child. You're praying for them to be educated enough to donate the organs if it happens or when it happens. And that just made me feel so much better because I, of course, would never want anyone to have to go through that um, just so that my child can make it, you know? And he just said it so perfectly, so.
0: That's huge. Um, No, and and, uh, real quick, definitely. I mean, definitely be advocates for um, organ donation in general. I mean, it's, I can't even, like my wife's sister uh, Amy Ferenc, uh donated her liver, um, part of her liver, uh, I think it was three years, two or three years ago to her aunt, uh, who had a very bad, you know, she was really seriously not going to make it probably if she didn't have that. And mm-hmm. I mean, the fact and just her, I mean, I remember this process. I can't imagine. I mean, she was like, yeah, I'm just going to I'm sure I'm going to do it mm-hmm. and just volunteered and mm-hmm. then went to Pittsburgh where they do this thing a lot uh, Mm -hmm. with liver transplants and gave majority of her liver to save her aunt's life. And Mm -hmm. like, I can't even imagine, you know, that feeling and Mm -hmm. what she did, like just the selflessness of that and how scared she should have, she would have probably was and all that. And she has a daughter, you know, and all this. And I mean, just thank God for people that, that, um, that are willing and courageous to do Mm -hmm. that, that are living too, you know, like, um, just amazing so special thanks to her for doing that and to all the you know the parents that have to make that completely utterly tragic you know decision but i think you know absolutely i mean sign me up if if for me for my children if something would happen heaven forbid you know that why not why wouldn't we give our organs to save a life you know i mean that that's i'm 100% on board well you
2: go online and register because the little pink dot on your um driver's license isn't enough
1: really really mm-hmm.
2: you oh, need to wow. go online and register i think each state has their own website to go on and register as an organ donor wow. um, i don't think you can do it for children but adults uh, and that way if you can't speak they know what your wishes were because you know. I don't know the next. You know, your spouse or whoever may not want that to happen, but your wishes are clear because mm-hmm. you've registered online. So wow,
0: that's a that's a huge bit of information there that I think many people don't know. Yeah, so thank I didn't you for know that. Me, I was seriously. always, you know, always yeah.
1: proud that I have that. I know. That I was always you little want to be heart on my. Yeah, yep. sure. Why not? I mean, mm-hmm. pff, I'm not going to need enough. them. I'm not okay. going to need them when uh, you know. Well, thank you for bringing that yes. to our attention and for mentioning. And advocating for people to have have the discussion about uh, what about organ donation and organ transplant uh, because it's unfortunately necessary for mm-hmm. some people. Yep,
0: that's huge. And,
2: and my daughters are fantastic. One's an equine veterinarian, and the other one is a pediatric nurse. Wow! Um, and so they're
0: so that was probably her calling, I imagine. Mm-hmm. Huh?
2: They're just fantastic. Wow. So.
0: Oh, man. It, so.
2: it, you know, we're so thankful to our donor families.
0: Mm.
1: And here you are. Yeah. So as well. You made it too. Yeah.
3: yeah.
0: Yeah. It's, you know, I mean, yep. whew, can't even imagine. Um, well, thank you very much, Amy, for sharing your stories that, yes, with us about you. this. I well, know thank it's Thank you not for easy. having me. And uh, this is, you know,
1: I, and I'll put links. I'll find that link. And maybe you can point me in the direction. Sure. I put links into the show description so people can have access to that. When they're done listening or if they're so inclined while they're listening to follow those links.
2: Um, If anybody is going through something like this with their child and needs someone to talk to um, or just someone to listen while you cry and are angry or whatever you're feeling, um, just let me know. I'm happy to listen. I'm certainly not an expert on anything, uh, but I I will definitely listen.
1: And if you are inclined to reach out to her, you can um, email me and I will pass it along. You can email frank at pilot-radio.com or frank at pilot-radio.com if you are a European or something. I, I'm a fan of saying these things. Um, and, you know, maybe just say Amy Vons Up podcast in the subject line and that way I'll know um, to address it right away. Thank Thank you for that. Sure.
0: Thank you very much, Amy, for sharing your your story. Amy Vaughn's up, everybody, with a courageous story of her life and her children's lives, and uh, we hope that it seriously can help anybody else that's going through that. So, thank you for your courageousness and your bravery for sharing that story and for going through everything that you have and still being able to put a smile on. You know, and we're so happy to hear that your daughters. Big smile
1: right now, if you could see it. (laughs) Yes,
0: we're so happy to hear that your daughters are doing great too. Yes, continued health, to success for all of them, and for you as well break are signing off. We're out. We're out of here.
1: Yeah, and you so, are. You better get I out I gotta of go. Here.
0: Yeah. <laughs> You're gonna get in of children. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thank you so much, Amy. All right. Thanks. Okay.